0: Welcome to the Rural Revitalization Network podcast, and I am your host, Pastor Rob Beckett. The Rural Revitalization Network is committed to encouraging pastors, churches, and communities throughout rural America to engage, equip, and empower through local resources to build God's church. Welcome to episode 15 of the Rural Revitalization Podcast. Effectiveness is not defined by the size of your church. I'm glad David was not deterred by the size of the giant. And I'm glad that Gideon was not scared off from the battle because of a handful of men. I'm glad the early church did not allow their smallness to keep them from being world changers. And I'm glad that you are not letting your size stop you from doing the work of the kingdom. The truth is God doesn't ask us to be bigger than we are, but to be true to who we are and who he calls us to be for his kingdom. Small churches must know that God has a plan for them that far exceeds anything they can imagine or dream. In 1 Samuel 16 uh, verse 7, it says, For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. In the kingdom of God, everyone who is, is invited is capable of serving and is not um, insubstantial or insignificant. Why is it the first thing that we often think about when it comes to church growth Is the size of our congregation the truth is it doesn't matter if we have a hundred members or a thousand members if we are being faithful to what God has called us to do then we are making an impact for his kingdom so don't be discouraged if your church is small remember that God sees your heart and he knows your potential he will use you in ways that you have never imagined before to reach people for his kingdom so what if we had churches with David Hart's you know the little man syndrome uh, the definition of it is a man small in stature who attempts to overcome the way he believes other people perceive him by attaching himself to authority figures trying to manip- manipulate himself into positions of control gravitating towards positions of leadership and having a fairly volatile temper. I had a boss with little man syndrome and besides never being able to please him, he always had to prove he was better than anyone else. David, although being the youngest of all his brothers, never demonstrated these traits in his character. As we know, David was a man after God's own heart. There are many lessons that we can learn from David for the small church today. Even before he was ever crowned king of Israel, he demonstrated qualities and characteristics that serve us well in our time now. Churches can get caught up in a a little congregation syndrome of their own if not careful. God doesn't ask them to be bigger than they are, but to be true to who he calls them to be for the kingdom. Small churches must know that God has a plan for them that far exceeds anything that they can imagine or dream in god's economy everyone that is called is qualified for service in his kingdom and they are not insignificant or small so why is it that the first thing people ask when you mention your church is how many people go to your church it's because we use a matrix of measurement that does not say anything about the success or the effectiveness of our congregation. We know that whom God calls, he also equips. A church with a David heart serves at his father's command. David was an obedient and faithful servant. He was obedient to his father to serve the needs of his brothers. Churches with David's heart, David hearts will serve the needs of others in the church family and the surrounding community. Jesus set this example for the church by becoming coming to serve and not to be served. Another characteristic of David's heart is the intolerance of harassment and taunting of the enemy without retaliation. When David heard the clamoring and jeering from the uh, Philistines, he could not just sit there and listen to it. He knew action had to be taken. Churches today need be the same when the enemy is taunting and causing trouble. Troubles need to be addressed immediately with prayer, guidance from God, and action on the leadership's part before it becomes a standoff where everyone sees the problem but no one is willing to move because of fear. Churches today are trying to wear the armor of another church that does not fit them. The tendency is to see another church do something and get positive results and think they can do just the same thing with equal outcomes. This is not always the case and each congregation needs to understand that their context may have a different situation compared to the other churches. Go into battle with the armor that God has given you even if it is only a slingshot and a stone. We know the rest of the story that David slew the mighty giant. Small churches with David hearts are capable of slaying their giants as well. We have heard the story over and over since our youth. We know how God used a young and scrawny boy compared to Goliath to kill and defeat the enemy. We had already talked about having David's heart, but let's look at what the young boy used. A simple and an unadvanced weapon to fend off animals and pests. The sling was not a conventional weapon for warfare, but this was what David was accustomed to using and it worked for him. You cannot effectively wear someone else's armor. Saul tried to place his armor on David, but it didn't fit. There are some things that your church has done before that may not fit now. The church must not uh, cower down to the taunting of the world that we live in. We have to be willing to take the tools and the weapons that we are fitted to and use them so God can achieve his purpose and will. The church in which we serve needs to look at the tools and weapons that God has equipped you with and use those for the glory of God. He has allowed you to be small and or rural church for a reason. Use it to the fullest of your extent. We look around in our neighborhood and we say that this is bad and that is wrong. We've never seen things like this before. Chances are that your church can be the answer and solution to some of those things that are wrong and broken in your community. Little is much when God is in it. It reminds me of the boy's lunch. Jesus came into town and everybody turned out to see him because everybody was talking about all the things that he had been doing. Knowing that it was time for the disciples to have another lesson, he asked Philip how they would feed all the people that had gathered. Andrew remembered seeing a boy with a lunch, so he took the boy to see Jesus. He took the food, gave thanks, and gave it to them. The more they passed out, the more they had. Five fishes and two loaves became 12 baskets of leftovers. Little is much when God is in it. Compared and measured against the size of the crowd and the size of the need, the lunch was not much. But Jesus, God in flesh, saw the need and had compassion. He was moved to act. He had to do something. We know the story. He told the disciples to pass it out, and they kept passing out more and more. Do you want to earn the right to speak into other people's lives about the saving power and redeeming blood of Christ? Then touch their physical need, ease their hunger pains, and alleviate some of their worries about where the next meal comes from. Jesus, throughout, his, throughout Scripture, ate a lot of meals with a lot of people and a lot of tables. There are many examples throughout the scriptures that talk about how God has taken little and done much with it. It is the same for our churches. God can take our small churches, take our small congregations, and it seems like our small efforts, and God can multiply that and use that to his glory. If we just obey and allow him, Uh, we have to let God move in our church and move in our people and not be afraid and uh, cower down to the, the world around us and from what they say we are. We know who we are. We are God's people for a God purpose. And we have to be willing to let God use us for that reason. You do not have to have a big church with a huge budget, or a large staff to make huge impact into your community and in your church. As one wise man observed, I place no hope in my strength nor in my works, but all my confidence is in God, my protector, who never abandons those who have put all their hope and thought in him. If we had hold on to God To his wisdom and his power then we will succeed in this coming year and we will lay hold of everything God wants us to have granted it may seem to be that uh, it may seem that our future may be in doubt at times but the result will never really be in question in our culture everything is defined by numbers how much money you have in the bank How many people are sitting in your pews, how many likes your church receives on Facebook determines your importance and what level of acceptance you receive among peers. If this is the only lens that we choose to look at ourselves as churches, then many would not measure up. Society seems to endorse the concept that bigger is better. Churches with fewer people, finances, and social media presence would feel inadequate and possibly second-class if this was the only measuring stick used to determine your church's effectiveness. Thankfully, God's economy runs on a whole different level, on a heavenly level with a heavenly perspective. God does not see small as a deficiency in your church, but as a great opportunity to do His great work through them. Larger congregations have their place and purpose. But the smaller churches cover more geographical area and reach more population than any one large church could do. Every church is important in the kingdom of God. Every congregation is vital to the work of the kingdom as a body of believers. God is known for his use of small things to do great deeds throughout history. He uses a shepherd boy to uh, unite and rule a small nation of Jewish people. God tells Gideon to take a small group of warriors to defeat an army of thousands. Jesus took a boy's small lunch and fed a multitude till they were full. Yet today God takes individuals and small groups and revival springs up for a great move down through the centuries. Small churches have an even greater impact on the local community in which they are planted. Small churches are extremely important in our neighborhoods and towns across the nation. They are woven into the fabric of who the community is and are are just as important to the people that live around them. The kingdom work that small and rural churches do cannot be replaced. Because of the intimacy that they offer, small churches can speak the language of the local context. They can feel the pulse of the neighborhood that few could hope to uh, imitate. Every church, regardless of size, shape, or locality, is vital to the work in the kingdom. Every church is part of a bigger body. Each church has a function in the body whether they are an arm or a leg or a toe or an eye, the small church can demonstrate the big heart and the big character because we serve a big God that is building his big kingdom. The small church needs to function with the confidence as one with great faith as a mustard seed. I have a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. If we allow ourselves to to surrender to God with total abandonment. He can take the smoldering embers that is uh, struggling to survive in our churches and he will cause the Holy Spirit to blow a wind of renewal over us in such a way that revival fire uh, can't help but to flare up in us. God wants his church to burn with passion within them in a way that everyone that is around can't help but to feel the warmth and see the glow that is on us. God is represented by fire and we need to let our light so shine that the world can see him in us. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Isaiah 2.7 And in Leviticus 6.13 The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. You can go and send us a message on our email address at rural.revitalization.ky at gmail.com Go to our Facebook page, Rural Revitalization Network, and also you can go to our website and look at podcasts, uh, read articles, uh, see other things that we can um, uh, give you some resources for at rural-revitalization.network.